former Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. Uh, Vice President Pence, good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Pat, great to be on the show, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and a lot of great Allen County Republicans at the Reagan Bean Dinner tonight. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Now, listen, the last time I saw you was in the parking lot at St. Francis College, and you were being part of an event of horses make, going all the way through Allen County uh, to make their way out to the uh, Veterans Memorial. And and I'm, I don't want to say that you look like you weren't used to being on the back of a horse. You look like you could handle yourself. But when I came up to you and said, you're doing all right, you said, you said this is a big horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love riding horses. I really did. And what a great program that is. Oh, yeah. It, it, absolutely terrific program. Let's, yeah, let's one, of our, programs. Uh, one of our one of our uh, team members just joined them in a in a ride through New York. I do remember that horse though, Pat. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> um, I like um, riding quarter horses. I'm not sure that wasn't like a you know a Clydesdale or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they just shaved the legs so you couldn't tell. Um, but you know, there's something president. about that. I'm going to be in South Carolina at a similar event in the near term and. There's something about horse therapy uh, that yep. uh, that really reaches many of our combat veterans who deal with PTSD, and uh, so I, I, I just couldn't be a bigger fan of that program. And uh, at a time when we're still losing 21 combat veterans a day to suicide, right. Right. now more than ever we all need to be leaning in, praying for, and supporting our combat veterans when they come home and making sure they have access to the, the treatment and the programs they need to become whole again. Yeah, here in Allen County, we have a lot of people that are involved in support horses that help people uh, going through difficulty, young people with autism, older veterans that have a yeah. difficulty because of PTSD. Yeah. And a lot of people use a, a lot of great uh, comfort dogs as as a but but i'm just here to tell you from personal experience sir um dachshunds are not the right dog for that okay i'm just telling you right now out of my own life okay (laughs) so um uh so let me ask you um let me give you a quick take on something that's happening in the news the whole thing with tulsi gabbard all at once saying i'm jumping ship here um this doesn't quite feel the same to me as ronald reagan saying i didn't leave the democrat party the democrat party left me it seems that she said a lot of the right words. I'm just not sure that this is an announcement that a whole lot of Republicans should hang their hat on. Well, look, I don't blame her for leaving the Democratic Party. I mean, she's she has a record of being liberal on social and, and uh, economic policies. Uh, but but the radical left is driving the Democratic Party today. It's not that this is what's the old saying? This is not your father's Oldsmobile. I mean, I'd, right. I have to tell you, you know, I'll reflect on this a little bit tonight at the Reagan Bean Dinner in Fort Wayne. But it's, I mean, what's happening in Washington today is a socialist agenda that literally has driven our economy into a ditch, stifled American energy, emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world. And and I mean, when you're when you're driving. People like Tulsi Gabbard out of the Democratic Party, that should tell you just how far left the Democratic Party has gone. No, that's exactly right. When you lose Tulsi Gabbard, but you continue to hang on to the squad, I'm not sure that that says a whole lot more for your set of values, nor I'm not sure it says a whole lot more for the future of your party. Mr. Vice President, while we're talking, let me just... I really do believe that the future of our party is going to be to, to ground ourselves in the timeless conservative 
values that really characterized our movement from Ronald Reagan to Donald Trump, I mean, which is a strong military, uh, limited federal government, less taxes, less regulation, traditional values, the right to life. Uh, we'll welcome all kinds of people into our party, but I, you, you know me, Pat. I'll always be a champion for the conservative cause, and I'll always be a champion to see the Republican Party hold the banner of conservatism high. Well, Mr. Vice President, you always have been, and I'm, I'm assuming that you always will. That's one of the things I've always appreciated about you. Let me ask you this. I, I think that the House going to the Republicans is a given. I've heard numbers anywhere from a five-seat majority to a 25-seat majority. Are you having any feelings toward that, and are you having any feelings whether or not we're going to end up with a 50-50 Senate again? I personally think we're heading to 52-48. What's your take on that, sir? Well, I, I would tell you, I feel very, very good that we're going to win the House and the Senate, Pat. I was in Arizona yesterday campaigning with Blake Masters, who's uh, running a, a strong campaign to win a seat in Arizona. I just finished uh, an online event with Tiffany Smiley, who's running a fantastic campaign in Washington State. But I want I want you to know, I don't think anybody should come off the accelerator. I mean, I... I'm going to do an event with my friend Congressman Jim Banks in just an hour or two before the bean dinner. Jim has emerged as one of the more important conservative voices in Washington, D.C. Uh, yes, I'm sir. not going to be wringing my hands about whether he's going to be reelected, but Jim, Jim deserves all of our support because he's supporting conservative candidates all around the country in these competitive races. So I think we all just put our heads down 26 days to go. I, I think it looks good. I think we're going to win the House. We're going to win the Senate. We could well win a record number of Republican governors. You know, as I've traveled the last year and a half, Pat, I've been I've been campaigning as hard for Republican governors and, and men and women running for governorships as those that want to serve in Washington, D.C. And we could literally have 34 Republican governors out of 50 states uh, before it all settles out. So it's it's an incredible year. Uh you know, step one is we win back state houses, we win back the Congress in 2022, and then we'll win back America in 2024. Uh, from your lips to God's ear. Now, listen, one other thing I need to cover with you, Mr. Vice President, uh, because when you get yeah. here, you and I will yeah. see each other. But, um, you know, we know how this goes with everybody wanting your attention and, and, and of course, a, a huge crowd around me. Uh, but um, is uh, the lovely Mrs. Miller. There always is, not- is a big crowd around you. Why would you? <laughs> Yeah, but I always have to pay those people. That's the difference. No, I gotta, I'll come by. I'll come by and see you. I just uh, thought, whoa, whoa, it's a big-time radio station. I thought, you know, all of your handlers would say, Pence has already been on. We don't want him on. But I'll come over. Yeah. I'll find you. Yeah, my handler is my news guy who's sitting next to me. And every once in a while, he looks at me and says, who are you again? So that, that gives you an idea of what's going on with me. Yeah, right. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the lovely Mrs. Miller, who cannot be here tonight because she's having some difficulty with her knee. Um, but but we bought for me uh, a couple months ago for my class reunion for Manual High School 50 yeah. years down in Indianapolis. She bought me an outfit. And part of it is a, a purple plaid jacket because she loves the color purple. <laughs> I'm wearing that tonight, and let me tell you why I'm wearing it tonight, sir. Now, you are not wearing purple, right? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. I, I need to clear that up because two nights ago I was in this same building because we had the Right to Life banquet, and the keynote speaker was Tim Tebow, and people out in the crowds oh. kept getting me and Tim Tebow confused with each other. So I just want to make sure that there was no chance that anybody <laughs> would think that you and I. 
<laughs> we're the same. So, <laughs> well, I'm not jealous of your jacket, but I'm jealous that you were able to be there with Tim Tebow. And oh, it was a tremendous night. In Allen County, right to life. What a great night. I spoke in Evansville. They had a record crowd uh, for the Evansville Right to Life. Well, what a, this has been such an incredible year. All of us yep. worked, hoped, prayed, uh, okay. supported the cause of life. To, for me to have been a small part of an administration that appointed three of the five justices that gave us a new beginning for life is something I'm going to cherish uh, literally for the rest of my life. And I, so thanks for your strong stand for life over the years, Pat. And, and thanks for all your listeners who've worked and prayed to, to bring us to this new beginning and the right to life. Yeah, well, it's a day that I we've all worked for, as candid as I can be. I was never sure it was going to happen in my lifetime, uh, but but so very glad that it did. But the fight is not it, over. I believed it would. Jim Banks told me one time uh, that, that uh, when he and I first met 15 years ago, that he remembered me which I was very humbled by, but he remembered me saying that I believe Roe versus Wade would be sent to the ash heap of history. And I, I, I just always have. For me, it was always in the category of, of Dred Scott, which your, your listeners, if they don't recall it, it was, it, was a, it was a decision that Abraham Lincoln stood up against the Supreme Court. It was a decision that essentially sanctioned slavery in the United States. And, and uh and they're they're just it it always struck me that that Roe versus Wade was destined was destined to be overturned. I hoped I would see it in my lifetime. Uh, I rejoice. I praise God and all the people that labored for forty nine years to bring us. But the truth is, we haven't come to the end. Uh, we've only come to the end of the beginning. And as I've traveled across the country since the Dobbs decision was published i've been i've been challenging people now to take the cause of life to every state house in the country uh to carry the to carry the banner of life into communities and 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 let's redouble our efforts to show the heart and the compassion uh, of of the pro-life movement by supporting crisis pregnancy centers by coming alongside uh, women that are facing crisis pregnancies i mean to demonstrate that we we're the wealthiest country in the history of the world. We we can support the unborn and preborn, uh, or unborn and newborn in, in equal measure. And I, I truly do believe that if we show that compassion, not only are going to we're going to make progress for life in in Republican and conservative states around the country, but I I believe that we're going to continue to see the cause of life advance across this country in the years and decades ahead. And and we should never relent until we've restored the sanctity of life, the center of American law in every state in the country. When I first met you, uh, when you were a member of the House of Representatives, before you even ran for governor, the first time uh, I spoke at an event that you spoke at, and we were both there together, you were very strong about life. You've never wavered. Uh, You're one of the people I've never had to question or look back over my shoulder. I wonder if he still stands for life. That's never been a doubt in my mind. That and many other things. In fact, uh, if anybody is ever going to stand in any given moment for the Constitution against the convenient thought, it has always been you and it will always continue to be you. And that's why uh, you've always been my guy, and you always will be. Well, I'm very humbled by that, Pat. I, you know, my kids will tell you, our kids were uh, were five, six, and seven when we first went to Washington, D.C. They will tell you to this day that when Mom and Dad 
explain to them why we were selling our greenhouse, moving back to our hometown, spending all of our savings, taking them out of their school <laughs> to run for Congress. Um, there were three words for the babies. Uh, yeah. that, that's been that's been a calling of our life. And again, I give all the cre- I give all the glory to God. I give all the credit uh, to women and men in this country who just never gave up on life, who who never gave up on the cause. And, uh, and I I just it, it's humbling for me to have been some small part of an administration that helped bring that bring that moment to fruition and and give us now a new beginning for life in America. Right. Yeah, the work doesn't change, but it changes a little bit in our methods and what we're doing at the cause never changes. Mr. Vice President, you have a history uh, in talk radio before you even went to Congress. You know what the clock means, and my clock is screaming at me, um, and, and I hate that. You and I could talk forever. I have I appreciate you. Um, you having you here again on the program means more to me than you'll ever know, but I'm looking forward to hearing your keynote tonight. Uh, blessings on you as you travel, and uh, we'll have a great evening together for the cause of not just for the Republican Party, but for everybody in Allen County and everybody in Indiana. Thank you so much for making time for us today can't improve on that i'll look for that purple jacket tonight pat thanks for having me on (laughs) you can't miss it thank you so much sir podcasts by federated media